This is New Encounter, a podcast hosted by Nick and Marissa, two film-loving pea brains. Join us weekly as we review and discuss the films in our never-ending watch list. Hello. Welcome back. To our first official episode, where we're finally going to talk about a movie. It's taken us a while. Don't look at the date the first episode was posted <laughs> to this episode. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It was the most difficult thing we've ever had to do. We watched a lot of movies. But that's fine because we're on a we're on a a, tr- this is a, a track one. of a what is it called? We're on a track of 100 movies. Oh, like we're on track to watch 100 movies by yes, the end of the year? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's one of our goals. So, to... so like watching a bunch of movies to find a movie to do the podcast, it, it was helping us reach, reach our, our goal. goal. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to watch 100 new to us movies by the end of the year. Yeah, there's no cute way to put that. It's Yeah. It's just I mean, new to us movies. And this is the first time we've tried it. We didn't try it last year and completely fail. We got to 60 last year. <laughs> you got to 60. I got to 59. I got to 60 last year. And we're at 48 right now. And it's only half of the year right now. We're on, we're on track. We're, we're, at, like we're, we're fast on track. pace to 100 movies. But now the issue is, is if we watch too many movies, we can't talk about them all on the podcast. You know? We have to just either decide how to split shit up or just slow down. But we can't slow down or else we're not going to reach our goal. We're in a dilemma. There's a science to this. But I think we're going to definitely get to 100 movies by the end of the year. I hate those bitches on Letterboxd who are 17 and have no life and they watch <laughs> 70 movies yeah, in no one job, fucking day. No job watching five movies a day. And fucking. not even... Uh, we're jealous of them. We're not, <laughs> we're not haters. <laughs> we're not haters. No. Don't, don't take I'm it the a hater. wrong way. I am a hater. If you're a minor in school and you have time to watch movies fuck you <laughs> they watch literally like like if you go in their diary it's like 50 it, movies in a month literally it's they'll, insane they'll watch they like average like three movies a fucking day and they're like yeah i was just bored <laughs> um yeah i decided to watch every movie from this director today i decided no to deal. watch this fucking random ass film from 1950s i had subtitles <laughs> and it was in black and white and for no fucking reason. I think Letterboxd Just retweeted... Just because I'm bored. Uh, they retweeted, like, someone that posted screenshots from their profile, and their average per week was, like, 14 movies a week. Yeah, no. It's... It's we two barely, movies a day. We barely average fucking... That's five hours out of your day. <laughs> I work for eight and a half of my day. I, I nap for have, five hours. I, <laughs> I don't even have Fuck. five extra hours after I get off work, because I have to go back to sleep to wake up for work. <laughs> anyway, I envy you. <laughs> Anyone that watches that many movies throughout the month, throughout the day, it's just not fair. And I'm sure people laughed at us when we we're like, "You only watched 60 movies last year." I know they're like, mm, "That's <laughs> that's me are... in a fucking month, bitch." <laughs> yeah, I watched 360 last year, almost one every day. I do think Letterbox has really helped us, like be more accountable yeah towards watching movies we did really good in was it may or june may i think it was may 
May. I think June we kind of. We still did a really off, good movie. But we kind of fell off. May we were May we were watching one like one every day. Yeah, we had a streak of. That's when I was furloughed though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa was furloughed, so she had a lot more time. Rip. <laughs> but now she's back. Back on. And so now we're losing time to job, watch all these two movies. Two job grind. Um, Wish I could be on unemployment. Yeah, we had a streak where we were watching a new movie. We lasted like eight or nine days. And some of, the, some of those days, we watched two new movies into one day. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. Yeah. We were those bitches for some time there. So we were on a, on a weird thing where we couldn't figure out what movie to talk about oh yeah for the podcast for, for the, the podcast episode. uh we watched high life i wrote a bunch of yeah i wrote a bunch of notes on high life where we were going to talk about it we were literally sat down to record high life and, and then we were did. like fuck robert pattinson yeah that movie it was just it just wasn't a movie that we really robert liked pattinson, if you're listening i really love you and i you yes thank you <laughs> we're excited for tenant don't worry and the batman <laughs> But we just. I know really you take a shower. Movie. Don't worry. I feel like we could have talked a lot about it, but it just wasn't something we were genuinely interested in. Yeah. Like later on, we it's can also talk not a good first it. episode for the podcast. Yeah, later on we can talk about it. Fucking two weeks from now, we can just be like, if I still remember beep, it, beep, boom. fucking art house movie. Um, we watched the Five Bloods. Yeah, which was good. And we watched, uh, we watched. What else the fuck did we watch? After the Five Bloods? Yeah. Like, I, I was, was trying to remember the... Was it Lost in Translation? I think, yeah. I think we watched Lost in Translation. Um, we were going to do it on that. We also sat down. We literally recorded Oh, almost... The Short History of the Long Road. Oh, Sabrina Carpenter. We were never going to talk about We that, were never going to talk about it. I just really wanted to watch it. Yeah. Really proud of her. Which was, it was a good movie. Really proud of her work. Just a little indie film, so... But, yeah. And, but we... Then we sat down and we were like, okay, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. We're we good got... with that. We got maybe 20 minutes. We had, Yeah, we had 20 minutes of recorded time. And then we said... Fuck this movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about it anymore. And... And now we're here. And we... Uh, we watched a I couple think, movies in between there and here. We spent like a week trying to record for Lost in Translation. And then we just gave up. We and said we gave this up. just wasn't the we movie. We also didn't even watch a movie that entire time we were trying to record because we were trying to record and so yeah, we, we didn't have time to watch a movie. Well, also we didn't want to mess with the movie part. Like if we watched a different movie, then we wouldn't have that yeah, as the last forget. fresh movie in our brain. Yeah, we wanted to keep Lost in Translation fresh in our minds. And then I was sitting down looking through the movies and I was like, this is the one. Oh, we also watched V for Vendetta. Really great for the time period right now. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> but I sat down looking through movies and then I threw out in the air and I was like, let's just do a let's talk about right. Eternal Sunshine. Let's just do mind. one of our favorite movies. And Marissa was like, OK. I said, and easy. With how enthusiastic she said, OK, I said, OK, this is the one we can do it on this one because we both really like this movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, is us liking a movie spoilers? I guess. Because I mean, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Cause like we'll see, guys. We'll figure it out. We don't want to know how this movie reviewing tactic works. But without enthusiastic, <laughs> Why Marissa did you responded. Just stare with, at me. <laughs> without enthusiastic, Marissa wasn't agreeing with Eternal Sunshine. I was like, okay, this is the one. Because we have a lot to say about this movie. Because we really like it, and we can do it. We could, we could def do it. We can do it. So we're gonna do it for realsies. 
Not for so. fakesies. <laughs> Did you just repeat one of my jokes? I, I bounced off of your joke. You when you, you just repeat my jokes. Nope. No. You just repeat my jokes. No, I... N- we nope. also would not record episodes because this bitch just fucking repeats my jokes and I would stop them. I'd and stopped it. Marissa truly hates me. <sighs> if y'all haven't noticed. If you can hear me sigh. And we're going to get deep into that <laughs> because this movie, Marissa feels that it's, it's just me and her in this movie. Y'all. We'll get into that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I have a therapy session next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you couldn't tell. We're going to talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you don't know fucking what that is. Get that opened up. Where have you been? Um, fucking. Ha- were you born in um, the year 2005? Like after the movie came out? Came out in 2004. Is this on Netflix? No, they took it off Netflix. It was on Netflix. That's why we had to watch the DVD. That's why we bought it, yeah. Yeah, just kidding. You can't watch it on Netflix. Um, you are free to illegally watch it. Um, on where? One, two, three movies. There are plenty. You get of a website. side of virus on there. Um, Apple will not let that happen to you. <laughs> I promise. Oh, oh, there's Pink again. Um, she feels very strongly about this movie too. <laughs> okay, if you didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> Eternal Sunshine is Father's Mind, directed by Michael Gondry. Stars, uh, stars a lot of people. Honestly, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, Elijah maybe. Wood, Kirsten Dunst. Um, if you watch House, it has Wilson's ex-wife. <laughs> which I don't think a lot of people are gonna know that, but we know it because we've been watching House a lot. Yeah, we just started rewatching House. Um, or well, it's my first watch, but Nick is rewatching House. I love House. So it's my first watch. But we were watching it and I said, That girl looks familiar. And we found out it was Wilson's wife. And it was Wilson's ex-wife, ex-wife from House. So uh and then it also cool. stars Tom Wilkinson. I have to mention him because he's the doctor. He's he looks so familiar, but I don't know who the fuck yeah, he in the is. Middle of the it's movie. literally it's literally just because I've seen him in this movie a hundred times. I think so. But I'm like, because <laughs> I looked him up in the middle of this movie, man. I was like, I swear we just saw him in something. <laughs> but it's because it's we did just see the movie, just, and we've seen this movie a bunch of times, and he just seems familiar. He, he looks just, like he just looks like one of those he's old white actors. A typical, that are, yeah, typical just a typical white man. Old white man. <laughs> Sorry to come for you, Tom Wilkinson. Um, I'm sorry, if you ever people. if you ever listen to this. Not really. Not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to apologize to the white people, but I'm sorry. So <laughs> they exited out. Marissa likes. To <laughs> so Fuck Marissa likes racist. to brag because okay. she introduces me to so many things. I I really am the trendsetter in our relationship. I just put Nick on to so much shit. It's ridiculous. You know and what's crazy? Is that you weren't even an Apple fan before me. What the you fuck? You just had an iPhone. Mean? What the fuck does so that mean? So I put mean? you on to that. I put you on to <laughs> video games. <laughs> what I put does, you Oh, just because you, you had can't an take iPhone, credit for everything, you didn't like right. Apple. <laughs> you weren't obsessed like I am. I'm I'm not obsessed. You're I just obsessed. like really fancy things that you happen to buy me. Thank you. <laughs> That's yes, the first time Nick she's ever is said thank the breadwinner in our relationship. Anyways, I am the trendsetter. I'm the bitch who puts him on. He didn't like rap. He didn't <laughs> like anything. He watched 
boy movies for the longest time. Boy movies? Yeah. Eternal Sunshine isn't a boy movie. That's just I mean, cause... it's not like it has a genre, but like you only watched... When I would buy you stuff for Christmas, the list would literally be like boy movies. And I was like, no, 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 sir. <laughs> Let's put you on some good films. That's just because I only watched movies like with my dad. My mom wasn't very into movies. But look at her now. She just gave me TV shows to watch. Hello. Hi, mom. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom was just... My mom... That's where I got all my TV shows from. And then... Queen of TV. Before was I got all my movies from my dad. That's interesting, actually. I just realized that. Whoa. Are we... Are Am we, I in therapy right are now? Are we diving into <laughs> your inner working right now? Selena would be so proud. Damn. But Marissa did deep. show me this that's movie. Deep. I'm... <laughs> I'm surprised. Marissa did show me this movie. Yes. I, of course, thanks to Tumblr, <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled across this film a while back when I was in whatever fucking, I don't know, sophomore year, maybe. Sophomore year. But it's weird because the movie came out so long before 2004, that. yeah. Yeah. But I think it but was I, like. But I know for sure it is one of those movies that floats around Tumblr because of all the scenes in it. Yeah. I de- it was probably like sophomore year. No, it was probably maybe sophomore, junior year. Maybe year when I got... So 2014. Damn. That's a long time. That's 10, 10 years, years after the movie came out. Yeah. Um, it was probably when I was um, a sad, broken up girl that I finally decided to watch it. Um, and then I loved it so much. And then later on, I was like, hmm, Nick likes movies. Let me show him this movie that really <laughs> made me cry. <laughs> I don't and think I've really heard of the movie that much. I can't, well, I have bad I mean, memory. Also, you weren't super, super into film back then. So, like, it wasn't like you were researching I was barely films. getting into it. Yeah, it wasn't like you were like, what is this movie Because sophomore year is when I saw her. Mm-hmm. So, it was when I was starting to get into movies. But, yeah, I, I also really liked it, too, because it reminded me of another movie, which we can talk about that another time. We'll talk about it another Comet. time. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> we'll talk about it another time, but yes. It reminded me of very Comet similar. Because they are, yes, very similar. I love dying relationships. What about it? <laughs> Some would say that's hopeless. That's not hopeless. <laughs> Anyways, I showed Nick the movie and he was, it was just, I, we were recalling this memory before starting the episode. And I remember when he was watching it because the timeline of the movie is so funky yeah, like at first he was like, "Whoa, what's going on? What's happening? I and, don't get it. I'm confusion." And I think it's really funny because I mean we've watched it on TV screens before. Like we watched it on the iPad to like the TV, which is what. When did we? Where did we first watch it? Was it in your room? We watched it in my room, but I know I a, put it TV. on that TV, like my TV yeah. TV. Yeah. So. It was like, it was a pretty decent size. It wasn't the best movie experience. Yeah, but I mean. But it was, it was a good movie. We enjoyed it. But recently, we got to experience it in theater. In Before the, COVID. The Alamo <laughs> Draft House. <laughs> that's why I love the Alamo Draft House. I think that's really cool of them to always do really like old movies. Yeah, to movies. be able to see like movies 
that I, on in the theaters. Yeah, and get that experience that you never got that experience before. Because I was I was a child. I was eight years old in <laughs> two thousand four. <laughs> Wasn't gonna be able to see this in theaters. I was literally running around eating dirt or some shit. I mean, I was seeing like Spider Man two in two thousand four. I probably I wasn't eating dirt. I it was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I'm just. Kidding. We'll just move past that. Just fucking dirt eater. <laughs> <laughs> but two thousand four, I was eight years old. No I can't way even I imagine my parents like sitting down to watch this movie, like hearing it and being like, "I'm gonna watch this movie. It just came How out. It sounds. It, good. it sounds really good to watch." How much did it make in theaters? Let me see that. Let me get IMDb up real quick. It gonna, grossed thirty four million. Right I'm going to do, do a side note right here that if we sound out of breath, it's because we have to turn the AC off and it's really hot. It's in so room. fucking hot it's in here. Really hot in the house it's so hot. It's shortness of breath is also a sign of COVID, but we don't have COVID. I'm letting you know it's the AC. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the budget was an estimated 20 million and it made 34 million. So not the most popular movie. Either way, it was popular when we saw it in Alamo Draft House. Very popular. Full um, theater. If no one knows what Alamo, I just realized not everyone would know what Alamo Draft House is. It's because it's a Western thing. Is it a Western thing? Started in Texas. But New York has it and like oh, that's the true. East Coast has a lot of it. Like Madison. So then Middle America wouldn't know. Oh my gosh, know. Madison, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> um, oh my God, people are going to listen to this. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, you keep saying hi to them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shout out to all my coworkers. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Alamo, Alamo Draft House. House. It's one of those theaters where you sit down and there's waiters and stuff and you have reclining seats. It's comfy. It's, it's a vibe. It's delicious. Most delicious food ever. Milkshakes. The best pretzels and milkshakes that you can ever get from a theater. Did we just mess up the K on milkshakes? We said milkshakes. Milkshakes? Yeah, like we Pisces did. agrees that we did mess up the milkshakes. He, he did. He said, but y'all he's ready need for some. He said, we're bitch. talking about food? Okay, I'm ready to get fed. No, no, no. Pisces, stop. Please, sir. Please stop. <laughs> anyways anyways but um, yeah they also do so Alamo do, Draft House does a bunch of where you like these old movies that they're they, like special screenings yeah special screenings where you can watch like these old movies in theaters again on a big screen so we got to see Eternal Sunshine as well as mine sometimes they do really cute like food menu things for the movies too oh yeah like special food items yeah or they'll do special do they have one for that for Eternal Sunshine no I don't think so the, or they do like special screenings so if it's like a musical they'll do like a sing-along type thing or um like a dress-up type thing like i think they did that for the girl next to me dressed up as clementine mm-hmm. she really looked like her i mean it's not hard to have blue hair and an orange sweater <laughs> and an orange sweater <laughs> that bitch's but you orange know what? sweater she is my committed. tie-dye sweater she was committed and she did it and i'm proud of her good for her so <laughs> seeing it in theaters <laughs> We were able to see how like grainy it is because it was instead of watching it on like little these little screens and 720p. Because really, when it's all up. small, you can't see shit. You just yeah, because when it's you small, see you a can movie. see you see more pixels. Um, wait, is that right? No, no, <laughs> I said it wrong. When it's small, when it's small you don't notice you how, don't all the pixels. See it. When Correct. it's big, it's all blown up, so you can see you can see everything. All the grain. It enhances everything. Yes. So there's just a lot of grain in this movie. It's not a bad thing. It really just gives to the feel of the movie. It makes it more dreamy. Yeah. More in your brainy. It's a creative decision that helps the movie. Because we got to deal with memories in your brain. And your brain be kind of fuzzy. 
Oh, I just realized we haven't talked about like the synopsis of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like what it's about. Yeah, we just started we going just... on about the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> like if any, anyone that hasn't seen this movie is just like, okay. Wait. Y'all have seen it. We get it. But what's this shit about? But what's it about? So, okay. Do you have the synopsis in front of you? Or yes. do you want to... You can go off the top of your head. You don't have to read the official one. I mean... Because, like, you know what it's about. I definitely could do just either one. Side note really quick. If one of these cats jumps on the computer one more time and they click, like, stop recording, they're getting kicked out of this apartment. <laughs> Imagine if they just hit the button and we just... I'm selling... <laughs> We didn't see. If if this episode goes live and you also see my Twitter say, hey, I've got a cat for sale for free. Take him. You know what you happens. You can sell something for free. You understand what happens. I'll sell him for a handshake. Anyways, <laughs> do you want to read the official one or just go off the top of your head? Um, I guess... I don't, I don't know. Basically. I, I, we know the movie pretty basically, well. These people are dating. I'm going to just read the one. Okay, just read the, just read the official one. <laughs> After a painful breakup, Clementine undergoes a procedure to erase memories of her former boyfriend, Joel, from her mind. When Joel discovers that Clementine is going to extremes to forget their relationship, he undergoes the same procedure and slowly begins to forget the woman that he loved. And it says, Oh, wow. Michael was a former music video director? Who? The, the, it says the director. Oh. It says he was directed oh, yeah, by yeah, a former yeah. music video director. Yeah. Anyways, it says, This visually arresting film explores the intricacy of relationships and the pain of loss. So Sounds they break sexy, up. Huh? <laughs> so they break up. She erases him from her memory, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna do the same shit." Said, and then, "Fuck Clementine! And All my homies hate Clementine." I, I want a movie. Well, no, it's gonna be the same thing if we get it from her perspective. Cause yeah, because she's did just she regret it too. No, she probably was halfway through and was like, "Yeah, kill him! <laughs> get rid of him! <laughs> Go faster!" <laughs> I fucking hate when he leaves soap on the d- hair on the soap. <laughs> It's repulsive. Okay, okay. I want to start off by talking about how creative and unique this movie is because I think that's a big part of why I like it so much. I mean, there's a lot to it, but I think that's that's a big reason. That's like your your biggest takeaway from it that you love the most from it? Yes. Yes? <laughs> the because creativity. You said it yourself, like when I was first watching it, I was just confused. And so the bigger part of it is like how the story is told is in a unique way. I mean, it's not like it's we've never seen it before, but how it's just disjointed and it tells it from the end and it starts off like with the end and then goes back and you don't notice that it goes back. Like it doesn't tell you from the beginning, like, oh, this is. You just figure it out as you follow along. You're like, ah, I got you. But I mean, yeah, you put the you put the pieces together as the movie goes on. Um, but not only in like the story, but also just how the movie is like the or not, I guess the story that is the story that <laughs> <laughs> because the story itself is unique. Talking about erasing people from your memory and from your brain. Like yeah. that's that's something. So, so, so what are you trying? What else are you trying to say? But also just the filmmaking part of it, too, because how it, how it 
depicts like things being erased from his memory mm-hmm. and like showing him in his brain. I think my favorite part of the creative process like that that like that you're talking about is how he's seen Patrick. He's seen Patrick. Mm-hmm. And like he saw Clementine with Patrick and he's seen him at the thing, but he doesn't have a face to it. So in his memories, that bitch does not have a face. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> when he shows him in the office, it's like, isn't it like just his, eyeballs? His face is all just like destroyed. Yeah. And, and then, then when, when it's in the bookstore, it's just. Like, yeah. Every time he tries to turn him around, just it's just a, the back of his head. He has background character syndrome. <laughs> Help. Uh, and, and yeah. Think, and then I the, think that's my other... favorite part yeah. is like. Patrick stuff because I'm like it's so crazy your mind doesn't know what he looks like yeah. but you've seen him and then showing how stuff gets erased from him like when they're at the drive-in and like the pieces of the wall are just chipping disappearing away. chipping away yeah um but yeah it's all it's all really like nicely done because we like other people other movies have shown like oh this is what it looks like inside the brain or this is his memory or whatever like that like we just watched house and like in his brain was like you know, like he was on the bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this way, the way it's done, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really nicely it's done. It's just chipping away at the, the pieces. Yeah. And then, or like the memory when they're on the ice and she's just like, she gets <laughs> zoomed, yeeted away off screen. <laughs> <laughs> and that shows how she's getting pulled out of the memory and everything. But yeah, I really like that. And then... It's crazy that apparently this could be a thing for brains like it could bitches could do this in real life yeah <laughs> and that that's crazy to me and before this movie i've never heard of anything like this where you just let me just erase this entire plop, person plop this out and then to whole i mean i mean I, yeah you can't hear of that but also just to have it set up as a company that goes in you take everything from your where you live every piece that reminds you of them you give it to them i would have nothing <laughs> if you did, did that, it for me <laughs> i would literally not have a thing <laughs> it, yeah they make them take every literally any little thing that reminds them of them or has any connection with them bring it into the office moo and pisces those bitches would be dead <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I was gonna bring that up too like what do you do with an animal they're dead the, you give them <laughs> the, said, here you go they gotta go take them maybe to they the, put them up the to adoption or something probably there's no way be, people would do that though like they would have, they'd be too attached to their animals. But if they want to erase that bitch, they'd have to do it a part of the process. I feel like he would be like, no, this is a part of the process. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I was thinking about that when we were just watching it, is what they would do with animals and stuff. Because that one, the guy, or was it the lady? One of them were, they're erasing their dog. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they have, a, they have the little like pet stuff. Yeah. Someone else is like erasing their kid and had like a trophy. I think. I think the lady is the dog and the guy is the kid. Oh, was it the dead dog that they were trying to erase? Their dog died and they were trying to erase the memory I think, of him? I, I mean, I assume it was, it's dead. Because they were cause, so sad, yeah. Because yeah. they were sad about his death. Yeah. But yeah, so there's just so many things that you can erase too. Like, not even just relationships. Like, I could be like, man, I hate that one boss and they fucking gave me trauma. Yeah. And I could just erase them. Man, I hated my job at Fry's <laughs> grocery store. I want to erase my entire memory of it. It's just, just bring in a fucking pile of fruit <laughs> <laughs> and a grocery cart. I'll bring in my name tag and my apron from produce. I want to waste this, please. <laughs> but yeah, I like the whole 
aspect of it and just the whole world it builds. It's just awesome. Great story building. (laughs) Good job, guys. And then uh, the the story part of it, too, uh, we kind of dipped into that a little bit when it starts off, because it starts off how his memory has been erased. It starts off that next morning. Like, that's where the movie starts off. Mm -hmm. And And he's starting fresh again. Yeah. But then it jumps back and you don't notice that it jumps back. Like he met, he meets Clementine again and everything. Yeah. And you just assume at first because that bitch is talking about how she changes her hair all the time. You're just like, oh, last time we saw her, she had this hair. Maybe it's this one. But then yeah, you if you pay attention, you can tell by her hair, like her hair reveals the what where they're at in the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is also another creative part of it that is smart. That's very smart. I also think this has nothing to do with story-wise but just kate winslet in general just she just very good she just stole the show yeah that's something we can talk about too because jim carrey also does really well yes because i mean people mainly remember kate winslet as clementine like she's the star she's definitely the star of the show she she is the star because she just she goes through it she she just dove straight into that character she has like so many little speeches that are like quoted so many different times What's the one in the library? In the bookstore? I'm just another... I'm just a messed up girl. Yeah, trying to find my own <laughs> peace of mind. Yeah. And then... Don't assign me yours. No. And he's like, oh, I remember that speech. She's, She's like, like, I had I you so pegged. Pr- I was proud of that one. <laughs> oh, and then part of that too, when they're in the bookstore in the memory and like as it's getting erased, like all the labels on the books become like white in the background and like get erased like that. To show, and I like, think the it's crazy it. too that... I mean, I guess it's kind of like the episode of House. It's like, your brain knows it's not real. So it's talking to you, too. Like, telling you, like, oh, this is happening. And so each time, like, memories are happening, Clementine memory, her, is like, oh, well, we should do this. Or, like... Oh, yeah, we should oh, try this to yeah, try like, to she's brainstorming ideas. Or she's like, oh, just wake up. Yeah. And, like, because it's... She's not actually saying that, but it's, just it's his, his sub- brain it's just using his subconscious, her. Yeah. yeah, and that's crazy. It's just a smart movie. Um, back to performances, though. <laughs> um, well, back to before performances when we were talking about story. Did you have anything else? No, I don't like, think so. I probably did, wise? but I probably forgot. But I think we hit a lot of good points with the story because I just wanted to drive home the fact that it's pretty unique. We'll probably still touch up into it as we go along, but I think we talked about it good. Performances, though. <laughs> if you so, yeah, Kate Winslet. If you heard me burp, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, Kate Winslet <laughs> is the star of the show, but I mean the whole cast does really well because like we mentioned. I before, feel no, yeah, definitely they picked a really great cast for like everyone. Like I can't imagine anyone else playing Kirsten Dunst's character or like fucking. Then, this is a weird movie for Jim Carrey, old man, because he was comedy star of the '90s, and then you know 2004, Jim Carrey is Ariana Grande's favorite celebrity like in the world like in the, oh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i think he told me that her twitter username me. used to be like jim jim carrey lover like something <laughs> like, that, like before she was a celebrity i would say this that's weird she she got to be on his new tv show yeah oh, yeah i saw that his uh because I she loves him called. but yeah he this is just weird because he's usually a comedy guy and yeah. he's just so fucking sad in he's, this movie this was when because um, I was reading up on it too, because this was when he was like really, really sad, like in real life. He was like literally he was depressed. depressed. Yeah. yeah. And they, he was talking about someone interviewed him 
or was talking to him about doing the movie and stuff like that. I think it might have been the director, honestly, um, where he was like, the director was talking to Jim Carrey and was like, oh, you're so broken, dude. Like, please don't get it better. Like, you're perfect the way you are right now. <laughs> and Jim Carrey was like, well, yeah, that's how just how the industry was. And I really didn't like that, but I still did the movie. <laughs> he was like, mm, he's like, yeah, Hollywood doesn't give a fuck. It's toxic that you want me to be this yeah, sad Yeah, you want inside, me to be depressed for this movie. You cool, don't care I about my feelings. Cool, I got a paycheck. <laughs> got to pay my rent. But it translates on the movie like he does. Like, he's just a little sad boy. He's literally broken. He's just so sad that his tears make me cry. Yeah. So I would say I can't think of any other movies besides his big comedy movies. This might be his best performance besides like the Truman Show. Mm -hmm. Truman Show was really good. Mm -hmm. That was yeah, that was a good watch. Yeah, I feel like Jim Carrey and like Adam Sandler are like the same, where they can do they can do serious movies. They just prefer not to because. It just takes, I feel like, a toll on them. That's true. And it, they just don't want to be that serious person because they're like, I'd rather be funny and make other people happy, blah, blah, blah. That yeah. type of bullshit where they're like... And Jim Carrey just did freaking Robotnik and Sonic where he got to be himself again. Like he was literally... Oh my God, I forgot he was in Sonic. <laughs> I just I watched... Um, was in Sonic. I just watched Cinema Wins. He did, the, he did Sonic and he was talking about Jim Carrey. And even in Sonic, he was kind of, he's just, and he's, he's literally just, just back guy. to his, his normal self, like yeah, where he used to be in the nineties and stuff. I said goofy goofy. The only other movie that's coming to my head is Dumb and Dumber and Liar Liar. But I would, I would strongly say like I would stand no by. No offense. I've never seen any of funny Jim Carrey movie. Liar Liar is probably my favorite. I've never seen it. I love that movie. Isn't he in The Mask? That's it. I think that's the only movie I've seen, but also I was a child, so I don't remember it, and I think I thought it was scary, so I <laughs> didn't want to watch it. Uh, but, no, isn't he in... No, I don't think that's him. The one where he's God? Oh, yeah, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that one, but it's inappropriate, because doesn't he, like, make her boobs bigger? I... I think he makes her boobs bigger, and I was a probably. child, and I was like, oh, I can't see this movie. <laughs> The mask is also inappropriate. No, I think that was scary. I'm pretty sure I thought it was scary, so I didn't want to watch it. Anyways, I haven't seen a lot of funny Jim Carrey movies, so <laughs> I feel like this was probably my first real performance seeing him as an actor. That's a good first performance. Because mm-hmm. I can strongly say, like, I'll stand by it, that this is probably his best performance mm-hmm. that he's ever done. Yeah, so then when we watched the Truman Show, I was like, okay, I like Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never seen any cool of his guy. actual, like, work, work. Yeah, like Sorry, his Jim Carrey. What he's known for, yeah. basically. Um, but then there's also Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst, Elijah Wood. Mark Ruffalo is so ugly in this movie. Mark Ruffalo looks exactly like Nick. <laughs> Marissa says he looks exactly like me, but I don't think so. I think Nick is going to grow up to look like Mark Ruffalo. So, My family thought um, Mark Wahlberg looked like me. Mark Wahlberg or I look is, like Mark Wahlberg. is white. Isn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, white. He's from Boston, I think. <laughs> One of those, or maybe Matt Damon is, or Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's from Boston. They're all the same man. They're all those just white men from... They're all just the same man. The (laughs) Northeast. And, um... But Mark Ruffalo's hair is just... It's his hair You act like your hair has never looked like a just blob. It's just spike. It's not a blob for Mark Ruffalo's hair in this movie. It looks like he's trying to be like a punk... Punker... Yeah. 
Like, but that but was I also, also described the it, look. He looks, that was his the hair style. looks like spiky hair that you would see in anime, like where it's just spiky in different directions and stuff like that. That's but also this is like 2005, so we're assuming this is the style. But also, we're just not going to slander Mark Ruffalo, okay? <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst puts in the best performance of hating Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't want any, right, Patrick? <laughs> best part of the movie is literally um, Patrick and Mark Ruffalo. What's Mark Ruffalo's character's name? Stan. Is it? It's His name is Stan. Stan? Like when the the wife comes and hits him and she's like, thanks for nothing, Stan, or whatever she says. I guess. Whatever. So Stan likes Kirsten Dunst's character, Mary. Yes. I only remember that because her name's Mary because her name is also Mary Jane. Spider-Man. Whoa. Connections. Like, well, same name. Connections. For uh, free. But yeah, they come over. She comes over and she's just like... and. <laughs> Elijah Wood answers the door with those stupid glasses on, and she's just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, Patrick. She was like, I'm going to get a drink, and then she only gets a drink for her and Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) And I keep jumping between the actors' names and the characters' names. Sorry about that. It's okay. No no one cares. No one (laughs) cares. But she brings back only a drink for them, and she's like, oh, you didn't want any, right, Patrick? (laughs) Just puts in the best performance of that. But also... Would this do you would you would you like this movie to only focus on, um, him and Clementine or because like they throw in the whole subplot of her and the of doctor? Her and the, um, no, I kind of like that they also had like a thing. Yeah, because it makes the story more interesting that we're not just seeing this one instance of the like removal process or whatever and we see that even after she had the procedure done she still has feelings for him and that yeah. it makes sense that why oh, after yeah, all it, of it connects this them because yeah Clementine they still want to go back go to, back together yeah like it just makes sense that it just, how many times did, did um mary's character mary get it done like three or something no oh, she only had like it once. oh okay i thought it was three for some reason when she's on the phone in the office, she's talking to a lady who's been married like three times. And she's like, no, you can't have it done three times in one month. Oh, okay. Must have got that confused. But yeah, that's a cool connection. I was having I think, that in real time. Yeah. So, but then that makes you wonder, everyone else who's got this procedure done, do they also just keep going back to the person that they erased or do they That's how this company's on? staying in business. <laughs> Because they, they don't remember that they've already gotten their procedure done, so they just keep going back. And Imagine their going. friends getting a letter every, like, two fucking months. They're like, oh, my God, this bitch again. <laughs> She's erasing you again. Or is it the company again? leaving, like, something in their brain, like, leaving one little hint like of, one like, memory of one like little a... love connection. Maybe not, like, a memory, but, like, just kind of some love connection. I don't know how the brain works, but, like, some kind of love connection is still there that they or can like, erase. Like, there's just some leftover, like, feeling, like how he was like, oh, I have to go to Montauk. Yeah. Because she was like, meet me in Montauk. And that connection is so good, too. Oh, I love that. I also want to talk about my stupid whatever I noticed, or theory, quote-unquote theory, even though I feel like it's an intentional thing from the filmmakers, or I'm just dumb, and I'm trying to connect things that aren't there. But Clementine definitely feels herself like being erased from Joel's memory. Like, she definitely feels it. Because she goes through, like, a whole, like, nervous breakdown. And what I was trying to connect was that 
Joel also felt when he was being erased from Coming Time, but we don't really see it. Because at first I thought it was when he's crying in the car listening to that song, but that's apparently after he sees Clementine with uh, Patrick. Like that's after the breakup period. Yeah. So he's just sad. And yeah. he sees her with Patrick and he's just sad. And so he throws the cassette tape out of the window, whatever. I still like, I'm just going to say it in my head, they feel when they're being erased. That's that's how I'm going to understand this. This That's how this world works. That's, that's how, how it works. That's how the universe is in this, this movie. That makes it makes sense. It makes sense. But I I think the time the scene lineup is not right. So maybe like he did feel it, but that wasn't the part where he was yeah. actually. So we just it. don't see when he feels it. Yeah. But yeah, it makes sense. Like as he's getting the procedure done, she's literally like, I don't know who I am. Oh she yeah, she doesn't know who she is. She literally says, I feel like I'm disappearing. And she's like, My skin is crawling off. Yeah. And then she just hates Patrick. Yeah. I can't believe that scummy-ass dude, Patrick, stealing all of his stuff, steals his journal, and just becomes him, trying to get her to fall in love with him. I'm happy, Clem. I hate that fucker. Stupid Elijah Wood. But yeah, that's just I can't like, believe he's just kind of really ugly, too. With his stupid bald head. And then Shaved head. the way that he really said, oh, I got you a present. And she's like, wow, you know, I've never gone out with anyone who's ever just known my taste. And it's literally Joel's present that and he bought for her. Because Joel <laughs> knows her. He knows her. I hate him. I hate him. I'm glad. And, it's, and that's part of what confused me, too, when I first watched it, when he just walks up to the window in the beginning. And he's what like, are you doing here? can I help you? <laughs> what's, what's going on here? I'm like, what's what happening? What does this dude want? What is, like, I would be Is he a Jehovah too. Witness? Like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> can I help you? <laughs> um... No, you can't. He's like, oh, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> okay, and then you also want to mention how me and you are. No, yeah. So during during this watch, when we were watching now, because I think Nick have, Nick and I have only watched this movie, I think together as like a couple, maybe two times like the original watching but that was before we were actually dating so it was just like a movie so how many times before this most recent watch yes so including the alamo draft house i'm including the alamo draft house um, so i'm assuming I'll the first three times. the first watch of us like me introducing you to the movie which yeah. i wouldn't have any like feelings of this because we're first dating we're in love blah 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 yeah. and i know we watched it when it was on netflix mm-hmm and, and then, then I think that's it. I think until... we never watched it after we got it on DVD. Because when we watched it, the DVD version, we were like, what the fuck is this DVD? Because it was a weird DVD. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't recognize it. Yeah. And then we watched it at the Alamo. And I think I noticed it at the Alamo, but I, it didn't like pop into my head. But when we were watching it right now before this like episode, I was like, bro, no, these bitches are us. Like... <laughs> In this what is, way would you this say? This is us because, yes, we have lots of good times. We have lots of fun times. But also, I feel like the the parts where they would fight, it just was very similar to us in the way that, like, we've just been together for so long that sometimes, like, shit gets annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like when I leave hair on the soap? You, we don't use a bar of soap. Yeah, I don't so. use a bar of soap. But when you leave your hair on the thing. deodorant. That's my deodorant, though. It just it smells good, though. <laughs> I want to smell like you. 
but like the way that they just eat at the same restaurant every night or like they're just going through the same routine the same motions, yeah. and they fucking hate each other. I mean, like we don't hate each other. That was not Marissa's going through this right now because she's realizing she hates me. This is not me saying I hate me. <laughs> but it's just like, I mean, every relationship, like my parents, sorry, Gordy. <laughs> but yeah, every relationship, but every goes, relationship through goes through like that little falling apart bit where everything everything they do just annoys them and blah 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 but i was just like oh my god we eat this same restaurant all the time we do all these things and we just argue for like the smallest stuff that wouldn't have bugged us if it was like the beginning still when we're like oh let's That's eat true. pies yeah i can definitely see it yeah so which it, also helps this movie because it shows like a realistic relationship mm-hmm. like it's not scripted stupid it's not some 13 going on 30 yeah. Rip. <laughs> Where they're just like in love with each other. Like they are in love with each other. You can tell like as you go through his memories, you can tell why they fell in love. Yeah. And stuff like, like that. They just, they had a good time. But, but it's just realistic. And when they're fighting, they're like trying to hurt each other. Like they fucking hate each other. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but they love each other. She says she wants a kid and he tells her no. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't want to talk about it here. She goes on and on just yelling at him. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Or like when please, he's. Please calm down. Oh, when they're at the restaurant too, and she's drinking, and he's like, "Oh, great, she's gonna, she's get, gonna drunk get drunk and, and stupid," <laughs> and he just knows her. Yeah, that's really good. So, like, when you know, I just get annoyed, and you're like, "Oh, now you're annoyed." Yeah. Like. Here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> it's just the the way that the relationships roll. So, moral of that is, Marissa hates me. But moral of the story is, I think this is what really, I guess it's the perspective of your view of relationships basically yeah like the ending is that do they get together or do they not get together yeah and i think maybe i'm just a a loser who always is looking for a happy ending but i feel like they clearly get back together and they go through this motion of going like they're meant to be together yeah because even after all this whole process they still meet and our things are attracting them to the other person. Like there's still something pulling them to that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but yeah, what I mean, there, there's always going to be a happy ending, even if there are things that annoy them. They're still meant to be together. Yeah. And so but one of the I looked it up on Reddit. Some people don't think that. <laughs> they think they're not meant to be together, and this is a toxic relationship, and they need. To oh yeah, that is one of the most popular opinions: is that they're toxic for each other. They're not meant to be together. They're not meant to be together, and they're just dumb for trying over and over and over again. And yeah, apparently one of the alternate endings is that they show that, like. Oh years yeah, later. I, when I was reading the script, that's what I was reading was the script. Oh, was and, it the ending? And it was the ending where, also Mary and Howard are also old together. Oh, they end up. Together. They're old together. Yeah. Well, um, it's literally just that her and Joel. And, or, yeah, Clementine and Joel. And then she comes in for her appointment, and it's like, oh, they have a huge file where she's had 15 other instances of erasing Joel. Yeah. And she's telling the story of how she met him. And she's like, oh, we met at a senior dance. We've been alone for so long that it was just... <laughs> we, but they haven't been alone for so long. But they've been with each other. Because they just keep erasing each other. And it's just so crazy, because she's like... One day I look up and he's just staring so blankly at me. And where is the love? And she's like, I I can't just, I've been alone for so long. I can't just not die and have not have love. Like, and 
Yeah, she's like, crazy. I want to erase him. And then as they're erasing him, um, he calls and there's a ve- message on the voice mailbox where it's like, hey, Clem, like, what's going on? Call me. And it's Joel and the bitches erase it. Like the, uh, oh. the okay, memory so that, people. That could be a part of where he feels like, yeah, like he can feel that she's erasing him. Mm-hmm. Okay. See? See if that scene was in the movie. Maybe it would have backed would up complete. your theory. It would have backed. It's not even a theory. It's, it's there. It's, okay. I know. I know that's what they meant by it. But yeah, like he's calling as she's getting the procedure done and he's like, Clem, what's going on? Like, I haven't heard from you. And then they just erase the message and then that's how it just ends. Dang. So why do they make an exception for them to erase them multiple times like that? Oh, I know. She says like three times in a year or something. She says three times in a month because the lady just keeps getting remarried in a (laughs) month. And it's like, girl, calm down. I... But they had, like, long runs. Like, I think she said they were together for three years as old people. And yeah. she was like, he's just not looking at me with love anymore. <laughs> I can't. I'm it's, old. Because that also backs up into it. Like, they're not meant to be together if they just keep erasing each other. Like, they just end up hating each other. But then they still keep but gravitating towards each other. But they still keep going back to each other. So, they, so they're so in love. So somewhere in their tiny little brains, each time as they're going through these memories. So you think that but isn't it crazy? eventually they'll be fine to not erase each other? No, I don't think they'll ever be <laughs> fine. But I think it's but the But that would be hope, like a happy ending. It's the hope that they keep thinking. But I'm also assuming that each time there's not a... Mary isn't sending out a disc saying you've been like... Hey, this is what happened. You erased oh, this yeah, person. Yeah. So yeah, each I'm sure they time, added that in after each time taking out the alternate. They're just erasing each other and they have no recollection of erasing them. And I just think it's crazy because then how do they remember their lives previously? Like Yeah. When they're <laughs> old they just wake up when they're, and they're like, just old. Oh my god, because their where's entire the time lives. gone? Because they've just only been with each other. Yeah. And then and they, have to erase they don't all remember that. the time being together when they're in their 20s and or their like 40s or something. And then it's just when she's erasing him right now as an old lady, it's just the past three years of being an old lady with him. Yeah. Like. That's just. That's a little deep. There's. <laughs> what? Like. You can, di- you can dig deep into it. Into like the. the how crazy it would be to live in that just, world and for them. It just doesn't make any sense. To see if but the, I just because I their lives would still hope, go on. I have hope. Yeah. That they they will stop being toxic. Like if this <laughs> was if since there is not that alternate ending where they're erasing each other a billion times, maybe in this universe there's they see that they erase each other, that there were bad things that happened. And so that helps them. And it helps them not make the same mistakes. Yeah. But then they of li- course they have the tapes maybe to listen to they have their files to listen to. Yeah, to maybe they still make different mistakes and they still end up hating each other but it's the fact that they're willing to try again that's why it's happy yes that's how i feel that's how you feel this is accurate (laughs) your favorite scene is the the goodbye in montauk right yes beautiful scene yes i i enjoy it i enjoy it i'll let you rant on a little bit more too okay Um, um but yeah, you were just talking to me about it too earlier today. Yeah, because I I felt like we should dive into like what our favorite scene is entirety of the movie, which I feel like there are a lot of good things that happen with, throughout the movie that I'm like, okay, I really like that. Yeah, but, I couldn't decide on a favorite scene, but I just suddenly did today because I was listening to the soundtrack, which slaps, by the way. <laughs> 
but um, it's it's very cliche because I feel like it's probably every like probably everyone's yeah. favorite scene because it's like it was gonna be it's mine the most momentous scene in the film. Yeah, it's literally the it's, climax. It is the climax. Yeah. Period. 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 <laughs> but the the scene where it's the very final little piece. The final final memory for them to erase. <sighs> and it's them in the house. And he's going to go away. And she's like, why don't you just stay this time? (laughs) But the house is falling apart. Everything is falling apart around them. But they're talking about that initial meeting when they were meeting in the house. And he just ran away. And it's just so sad. Because he left. He left that first time. And she's like, why don't you just stay? And he's like changing the memory because he's going to stay. And then they meet. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how they meet. And it's so sad that his first interaction with her... He just... It was so scared. Yeah, he was just was scared like, of her. And he and he dipped out like that. Yeah. And so it makes it that much worse. Like, it wasn't just, like, a fun, interactive day. It was literally, Where like, they're just, like, running around on the beach or something. It was just, oh, I fucking left you in the house by yourself. And yeah, I just and, ran and away. just dark, yeah, house yeah. by yourself and didn't tell you bye or anything. I just ran out of the yeah, house. Yeah, just ran out of the house. So it's, like, the worst memory... To end off with. And that's why it's so sad also. And she's just like, oh, well, why did you leave? And he was like, because you said so, go. And it's like. Oh, yeah. The way she said it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Because you're a bitch, Joel. (laughs) God, don't you know sarcasm? Fuck. But I don't know. It's just a chef's kiss every time to just see it all happen. And the tears just. Come to my it's pretty sad. I think I almost cried this time watching it when I was watching it. Especially because I'm just like, he's going through this whole process and he's like, bro, I really loved her. I love her. And then it's like hopeless too because throughout the whole movie, her. throughout the whole movie, he's trying to stop the process. Like, and he's trying to just save her. And, and he's at like, that point, it's it's over. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And he's just like, gotta step out. And hope for the best. He's like, yeah, I can't stay. This is where the memory ends. Like, I run away and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then just him in the little car like, oh, you met a girl? I saw her. She was so pretty. Just a girl. Oh, so sad. I'm going to cry again. Are you going to cry again? <laughs> no. <laughs> My favorite scene, though. Um, I just decided it literally earlier today because, like I mentioned before, I was listening to the soundtrack. Which slaps, by the way. I'm going to say that again because the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, but it's the it's the, when they first are like sitting on the couch and they're trying to figure out like how to hop, like the best strategy to try to get away from the, getting erased. To hide in memories. Yeah, to hide in other memories. And she's like, "Oh, hide me where like I shouldn't be" or something like that. And then they go to where he's a little kid on a rainy day and he's riding his bike. And just the piano music is just so hopeful. And it's like the first time where it actually works. And like she's gone. And then it turns into the funny scene where he's like under the table and he's a little baby. But it's just so hopeful, like how the music plays and everything and the piano and the music. I think that's the probably the biggest element of why I like it so much is because of the music. And you are a music type of person. Yeah, I think sound score for a movie is really important to me. And like I feel like that's definitely how it dictates how you feel. Yeah, it can play a huge role. It's not the most important thing, but it is a huge role in it. The only gripe I have with the score is that each track is only like a minute or less long. I think I've I never noticed 
score because I was always just like a music, like physical music person thing Yeah. to hear in movies. But like I've never noticed score in movies to like differentiate how I feel in a in a scene. Yeah. Because the piano, like I want everyone listening to this to go listen to the score. It's called Row. <laughs> the song is called Row. And it matches perfectly with the song. And the, like they're sitting on the couch and the water starts pouring in and it's showing his rainy day and everything like that. And then, like I said, it just shows like the way the music plays is it just sounds hopeful because it's their first time that they have that good idea and to hide her in a different place. And it works and it actually works for at least for some time. Is that when he has to go get the doctor to come in when he loses him again? Or is it the doctor's already there? I mean, I think he's still there, but I think it's they get him back on the map. I can't remember because it's all kind of split up. Yeah, it's all kind of disjointed. But I think but, I, th- I I want to say that is when he has to get the, the doctor because they spend a like, long time. Or the original part where he has to get the doctor or what, after he's done getting him back on track and then instantly he loses him again. Yeah, he loses him again. And he's like, never mind. Like, can you come back? Oh, OK. Yeah, I think that's when it is. Like the doctor nears we act, whatever gets there and then he gets him back on track and mm-hmm. then he loses him again. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when he loses him again or something like that. Whatever. Either way, I really like that scene and it's it's good. And then it has the, the water pouring in, which they ruined like all the furniture and the props and everything in that scene, but whatever. <laughs> also, the apartment is kind of cute. Their apartment? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's her apartment because his apartment didn't look like that. But I mean, maybe it did before he took everything down. Maybe. Maybe. Because it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't look the same when he's getting his mind erased. I think it was her apartment. It was probably hers because it looked fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's the more interesting person. I really just want to make little potato people because of her. <laughs> little potato heads. Yeah. But to bounce off of Nick's row, row your boat favorite scene. I was reading this thing where this person also, I mean, it's not a theory. It's just like their thought. And I thought it was interesting. Their interpretation of it. Yeah. And that just, there's a lot of water in the film in general. Like they meet at the beach, um, the rain in the fucking room. He's going, taking a bath in a sink. I was going to say going swimming in a sink. Yeah. When he's taking a bath in the sink. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, and like, a couple of scenes of him. Uh, well, also the rain in the car, too, I guess, would be another one, not just the rain on the couch. When is the rain in the car? When he's crying? When he's crying. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then, um, but basically, I guess there's a scene. I mean, he does, like, drown in a little scene, too. But, like, I guess. Anyways, the way that they <laughs> said this thing is that, like, the water is his, like, emotions. Like, the water is his emotions. Yeah. And that, like, in the drowning scene, it's, like, the way he's letting the his emotions just wash all over him. I don't know. I can't explain it. It was really, it was a really good thought. No, I think it makes sense. <laughs> it was a good thought. But when he's I, drowning himself in the in the water. I lost it. I lost <laughs> the train. It's, it's, it's supposed to represent him, all of his emotions running through him and him washing off all of his emotions. But, yeah, I guess that's something I never noticed before is all the water in the movie. Um. And then especially with Which my is, scene too. Which is also, I guess, a part of the creative process that 
writers and people can fucking think of like all these symbols and shit to all the imagery and all add up all to be together to make a secret inside story yeah i think that's just this is why i changed out of creative writing (laughs) i will never be a writer it's just more stuff that that attributes this movie to being so creative and unique i mean all in all I guess that's where we can... All in all, we give this movie 5 out of 5. Thank you. I would give it like an 11 out of 10. 100 out of 10. <laughs> I think... Cause I, my latest review on Letterboxd, when we rewatched that, I just said perfect movie. That's all. That's it. It's that's, a perfect movie. That's, you don't even have to just actually review this shit. <laughs> because it's so good. It's just that good. If you haven't seen it, we spoiled a lot of it for you. We're very sorry. You should still go watch it though, because the experience of it, all that creative stuff, all that unique. You have that to we experience it for yourself. Yeah. To cry. To cry. For yourself. And just realize that love is hopeless. But then there's a little bit of hope. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but yeah, guys, that's that's Eternal Sunshine as Father's Mind. As you can tell, we can... This is this is us talking about a movie, guys. <laughs> we did it. We talked about a movie. We did it. We maybe missed some stuff we wanted to go over, but it's fine. I will remember two, two weeks from now. <laughs> two weeks from now. Next we'll time like, we watch the oh, movie, fuck. we'll be like, oh, man, that would have been really great to we go over. We should have brought that up. Oh, shit. But that's all right. But that's okay because we don't know how to take notes. It's a learning process. This honestly, yeah, we didn't write. I wrote one thing down. I just wanted to mention my theory about the how she feels being erased. Being erased, and that was it. I didn't write any other notes. I just I wanted just, to talk about the movie. I just knew that I, yeah, I just had thoughts in my brain, how to let them out. Yeah, it's a movie that we've liked for a long time, so we just, I knew that we could just sit down and talk about it, and we did, <laughs> and we really liked this movie. So I guess. We can end it off here. First, though, before we end it off here. No, I'm not like ending it off here, but yeah. like Before basically. we end it <laughs> off here. If you like this episode, if you like us, if you want to listen to us talk about some more movies. Please subscribe to our <laughs> podcast on Apple Podcasts, Apple Spotify, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Amazon Podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Oh, yeah. Reviews are very important. Leave a review. Please leave a review. Leave a review right now, literally. Close out of the episode. <laughs> Close it out. Write a Press review. Press pause. Go to the channel. Write a review. We don't even care if it's one star. I'm just kidding. I'm, so, I do I care, do actually. Care. Don't even bother leaving a review if it's less than five. Please. Um, please put that you think I am so charismatic <laughs> and you love our cats. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at New Encounter. And uh, I think I think that's it. I think that's all. We'll work on the outro. We'll figure it out. We'll, but we'll we, figure something out. We'll but right now, you. we didn't figure that out. But I think we hit all the points that we wanted to. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.